Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Shoshana returning again for another episode in our podcast of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Your life, this moment, whatever is happening for you right now, there's a lots of wisdom in it. <laughs> there's a lots of joy in it. There's a lots of pleasure in it and a lot of growth in it. So we focus here on this moment, this life, what's important to you. You know, sometimes when we talk about um, Zen wisdom, it seems like something very abstract, very difficult, very far away. No, no. It's right here for all of us, every one of us. And that is what this podcast is dedicated to. Our um, Our episode for today is called Life hunger, hunger for life, Mm, the true craving. What's our true craving? Hunger for life. I love doing these um, podcasts and episodes with you. I'm receiving such wonderful uh, responses and questions and comments, and I'm very grateful for all of that. And um, let's plunge right into today's topic the topic of life hunger. You know, we're all craving something. So many of us, we're, some, we're kind of tossed around also by our cravings. I must have that. I want this so badly, so badly. And I'll do anything for a taste of it or for an experience of it. The right girlfriend, the right boyfriend, the right, <clears throat> excuse me, job, the right, the right, the right, the right, whatever it is we want. We're wanting, 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 wanting. And we're going to talk about wanting, craving, and and the desire that we have. And many, many traditions will say, oh, that's very bad. You mustn't want, you mustn't want. But there's no such thing as you mustn't in this practice. We, We honor and acknowledge what is we do have these cravings, and they're very real, and in fact, they run our lives, most of our, most of our life, not all of it, until they're seen, explored, and understood. And when I say understood, I don't mean intellectually understood, I mean really, really, really known. In, in Zen practice, we know things differently than we do in school or in an intellectual setting. It's not about knowing it, memorizing facts about it, reading books about it, although books are great to read. Um, It's about knowing it in your bones, your flesh and bones. It means embodying it. It means being it. That's what it really means, being it, walking your talk, becoming it. So let's go back to this craving, this wanting. So many, many, many things we want. We want to. We want the right job. We want to be have a beautiful summer vacation. We want entertainment. We very much want to enjoy our lives. We want attainment. We want to be recognized. We want to be respected very much. Actually, you know, there's, this is a very incredible world that we have been born into. It's a wild world. <laughs> it's like going to 
Coney Island. I used to go to Coney Island when I was a little girl all the time. Coney Island, the horror show, the funny farm, the Ferris wheel, the roller coaster. Wow. So many cotton candy on the boardwalk. So many experiences. And then there was the ocean, the incredible, beautiful, natural, salty ocean. Always there for everyone. Delicious ocean. But anyway, going back to our desires. So anyway, we, we really, we jump into this world and we wanted to have a taste of everything. And the busier we are or the harder we work or the better we think we are, the more we've advanced. Some people's lives are dedicated to advancing or changing or growing. Then anyway, the, then with the more we achieve this, the more we think, wow, now I've really made it. I've made it. So many people, they want to say, I've made it. You know, I worked for many years as a psychologist, as well as being a very long-term Zen practitioner and student. And if there were people came in so much pain and so much distress, I haven't made it, I'll never make it. I heard that so many, 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 many times. When will I make it? Wow. That's a koan. That's actually a Zen koan. You know, the deepest Zen koans come to us right out of our own lives and out of our own hearts. When will I make it? Wow. What does it mean to make it? What have we made? What can we really attain? The Heart Sutra says, nothing to attain. What does that mean? You have degrees, you have recognition, you have love, you have children, you have boyfriends, girlfriends, you have everything. But have you attained it? What does that mean? All of these, and sometimes very wonderful, sometimes very painful experiences, sometimes both, one turns to another. They come to us, and we taste it, we live it. And then we add on so many, many interpretations and judgments to it. But for most, at the end, or in the middle, or at some point, no matter what they've so-called attained, or the wealth, or whatever it is, the hunger doesn't go away. That hunger, the craving, the craving, I'm craving something else. And that's very common, of course. We have one thing, then we crave another, because none of the things that we've so-called attained or done, really fill that deep craving within. Of course, you know, cravings can become very da- dangerous. They turn into addictions. They Very commonly, we have so much addiction in our country now, it's really painful, painful to think about it. Oh my goodness, so many lives being tossed up on the rocks. We have to stop and look and say, what are we really craving here? What is it? Because all the rest are substitutes for the real thing, the real craving. And to constantly take one substitute after another is not going to work. It just doesn't work. And it's like taking, I'll take one drug, then I'll take another drug to help me get off that drug, and on and on and on. So it's very, very important for all of us to stop 
and say, what am I really craving? Now, as long as you jump around filling yourself with temporary, I call them temporary measures to fill the craving, we won't really have a moment to plunge into the depth and the reality of what's going on in our lives and what we really are needing and wanting because we're so busy covering it up with all kinds of substitute mechanisms. And all of these cravings actually point to the fundamental craving we live with daily, though we never recognize what it really is. We blame other people for not fulfilling it or not so-called meeting our needs. We blame many, many things. Oh, I'm living in the wrong part of the country. I don't like my apartment. I don't like my job. Whatever it is, and we switch. We keep switching, thinking that the next thing will fulfill this craving we're having. You know, it's a sad thing to watch. As the years go by and people get older, they get hungrier. (laughs) It gets maybe more scary. Uh Uh-oh, my time is coming shorter to really fulfill this craving. And and even surrounded by family and friends, a sense of loneliness deepens for many as they become older. What are they lonely for? Sadly, most have not attended to this true craving, the gnawing hunger. What am I really hungering for here? Now, there are many ways, of course, to describe what it is we're craving and hungering for. Rumi, the great poet, puts it very beautifully. He says, A true meeting with the friend is the only reason we're here. Basically, a true meeting with the friend. Very poetic and powerful way of expressing something deeper. Others might say, well, we're hungry for a taste of our, uh, the meaning of our life, of our nature, of who we are, what we're doing here. We're hungry for a sense of, of the beyond, of where we're going, for the divine. There are many ways of languaging this and speaking of it through words. But in Zen practice, we don't really hang on to words. We do beautiful poetic expressions. We want to have our own direct taste of it. And of course, words can land us in our minds and in our heads away from the direct experience of our hunger. So that's the first step in Zen, is to really be willing to taste our own hunger directly, to be with it, to feel it, to even honor it. Okay, for a little while to let go of the substitute measures and to allow the true hunger to emerge. That could seem very, very scary to some. The truth is, it's not. (laughs) Just try it. Because once we acknowledge it and allow it to arise, that true craving will tell us. It will be with us. It will show us what it wants. And it will turn our lives in a very different direction. I have been speaking a while for now. We have to kind of pause for today. We will continue this next week. Um, 
I, if you would like, I would like you to come if, if you want to to my website zenwisdomtoday.com, and you can hear this web, this broadcast there, and every other podcast that we have on it. My name is Brenda Shoshana. I am, as I said, an author, a speaker, and a a long-term Zen practitioner, former psychologist. However, who I am really, all of those little labels don't mean much. Ultimately, this podcast is about you. I'm just here. If you want to reach me, you can at topspeaker at yahoo.com. If you have a question, um, I'm very grateful for you being with us, and I really wish you a beautiful day, and I hope that today maybe you can meet the craving head-on. I'd like to know about it if you do, and when, I shouldn't say if, but when you do. See you next week.